You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of the Assembly Call as tonight your Indiana Hoosiers kick off this season of great expectations with a victory. 88-53 to over Moorhead State, a 35-point victory for the Hoosiers who go to 1-0. And if you want a little context on this victory, Moorhead State is the preseason OVC favorite. Uh, and, you know, Indiana was predicted to win 79-57 by Ken Palm, so they exceeded expectations. Uh, in a game that was really exactly what you want a game like this to be, which was a dominant performance, performance that showed you all the potential that you want to see for this team, but still with a lot of room to improve. You know, Indiana's not out here playing their best basketball in November, but a really solid performance. Uh, and we will break it all down for you on this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. I am Jared Morris. I am here with Ryan Phillips. And let's start the show the way we start every show. And that is with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. Now I'm going to go to the second half. Uh, it was 51-37. Closer than maybe Hoosier fans wanted. It didn't really feel like Moorhead State was you know, challenging Indiana. That was back in the first half when it was 21-21 and the Hoosiers would go on a 13-point run to kind of exert their control. Uh, But Indiana hadn't necessarily put Moorhead State away yet in the second half, but they would with this sequence, which began with a great Trace Jackson block uh, coming over from the help side, blocking with his offhand. Tamar Bates corrals the ball, gets it up to Jalen Huchofino, and Indiana did what it did best tonight, which was play in transition. And Jalen, you know, stayed really patient, didn't force the issue. As Miller Cop got himself in position on the right wing, Jalen delivered a great pass, and Miller Cop knocked it down. And that patient vision by Jalen Hood-Shafino is something that we saw throughout the night, and success in transition offense was something that we saw throughout the night. Put Indiana up 54-37, Assembly Hall was rocking, and it kind of felt like at that moment, you know, game over, if there was even any doubt left. And then two possessions later, Indiana did it again to Miller Cop on the secondary break. Jalen Huchofino again stays patient, lets Miller Cop find the spot that he's going to, 59-39 as Miller Cop drains another one. And, you know, look, this was not a day where Indiana was great from behind the line. You know, Indiana only took 11 three-pointers. Uh, they made four of them. But those two by Miller Cop really show the potential for Indiana to make threes in transition. They still haven't really found the three as a comfortable part of their offense yet in the half court. And on the one hand, that's understandable in a game like this where you have such an advantage down low. Uh, But I still think we'd all like to see Indiana get a little bit more comfortable relying on its three-point shot as well. Because we know what's there down low. The ceiling for this team will be determined by how well they can make threes and seeing Miller Cop knock down those two threes in transition, which now he's had at least one transition three in the two exhibition games and this one. That is a place where Indiana is comfortable getting that shot. And as they continue to work through these early season games, hopefully we see more of them. But nice to see Cop make the shots and really nice to see Jalen Hutcherfino have the patience to help create them Uh, because without it, Indiana might have driven right past those opportunities to get the threes. And so that was really nice to see. Okay, next up, let's talk about our presenting sponsor. All 
Our banner moment, as always, brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, now in their sixth season of sponsoring the Assembly Call and their second as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And look, you know, it's November, Christmas shopping uh, is coming up, and Homefield Apparel needs to be the place that you go because they have some, something for everyone on your Christmas list. If people on your Christmas list are college sports fans at all, they will have something. You know, Homefield, they go back and they bring all these old logos uh, that, you know, have just been lost to history. They breathe new life into them, put them on the most comfortable articles of clothing that you will wear, uh, and... The colors last through many washings. They have great customer service, and it's an Indiana company uh, that is right there in Indianapolis and definitely is worth your support. And so as you're thinking about your Christmas shopping, go to homefieldapparel.com. Use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off if you want a T-shirt. I'm wearing one of their T-shirts with the Bison logo. You can get that on a hoodie. They've got the crew necks, something for every season, something for every fan. Once again, the website, homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, well, it is time to move the ball, find the open man, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And let's go to Ryan. Ryan, do you have a rant or a rumination for us uh, after that Uh, opening performance? It's always a rant, Jared, no matter what. Uh, no, I, I think uh, the story of the two preseason games and this game has been Malik Renew. That's the story. And, and if, you're, if you want a big takeaway, 15 points tonight, five rebounds in 17 minutes. He did have four fouls. He needs to clean that up a little bit. Did turn the ball over three times, um, but he had two blocks and a steal as well and an assist. Um He's better than advertised, as we've used before for other players. Um, but if you go back and look at our scouting report for him a couple months ago um, in the old assembly call archive, we thought he'd be pretty good. And we thought that, you know, the fact that he played uh, for Montverde and not for, you know, no, not, not denigrating Bloomington South, but he didn't play for Bloomington South. He played for a team that is playing the best teams in the country consistently. He didn't play at a normal high school. Pick and, a San Diego that, high school. Good. Okay, Put some fine. respect on uh, Bloomington South's name. You didn't play at Torrey Pines High School Thank down you. the street from me. Uh, Thank you. But, you know, the example is that he didn't play at, at a normal place. He played at a place where he was going to play the best players in the country consistently. He and Jalen Huchifino. And that shows. They stepped on campus ready to play and ready to be contributors. And there's a reason why kids who play there are so sought after. And so I, I, I would just say that I think that Renew is better than we thought he'd be. He, he he steps on the court and does not look like a freshman. Neither does Jalen Huchifino, but I feel like Huchifino's had some freshman moments. I haven't seen that from really Renew at all. He stepped on the court and is supremely confident, attacks the hoop, knows what he's doing, has an excellent basketball IQ. His footwork is off the charts, and he just is ready to play. Now, we'll see against Big Ten competition if that holds up. I have no reason to believe it won't, given what we've seen from him. Um, he is fantastic. He, he was a co-leading scorer with Trace Jackson Davis tonight. Off the bench is the perfect spot for him. So, you know, they mentioned on the broadcast, maybe he'll earn a starting spot. No, he is perfect off the bench to give a rest to those big guys, be able to attack from that spot. He can go inside, outside. You saw him take a three tonight. It was on the mark. It was just long. Mm-hmm. Um, he took so it confidently. I, yeah. I, I love what this kid is bringing. I think you know, he is going to be such a huge part of this season and we knew he'd be good. We knew he would contribute. We knew he'd be knocking on the door of, of, you know, a starting spot and playing a lot of time, playing a lot of minutes. 
but he's better than we thought he was. And, and that credit goes to him because you watch his high school tape from last year. He's real good. He's gotten much better. Yeah, I mean, the story of the early season is not just him. It's the two freshmen, you know, Jalen and Malik. You know, they've, they've been terrific and, you know, immediately put to bed any of those notions about, hey, this is just the same roster. No, this is not the same roster. And, you know, that has its positives and its negatives. I think there are some guys that are trying to figure out how to play with them, and the freshmen are obviously trying to, you know, learn how to play with the vets. I think you're seeing a guy like Xavier Johnson, you know, who we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, you know, struggling a little bit to kind of figure out how he fits in, you know, next to Jalen Huchifino. But, you know, those two guys, I think, you know, what's nice about it, we've seen guys have big games, you know, young guys have big games in these, you know, exhibition contests, and you don't really know exactly what's going to translate. But you watch the things that they do, and it all seems like stuff that's going to translate. You know, it's vision, it's footwork, it's hustle, you know, it's just the confidence that they have. Uh, and, you know, and, and seeing that is what really gives you confidence that, hey, did it in the exhibition game, did it against Moorhead, are they going to be able to do it against better competition? Sure seems like it. Yeah, and, and one point to make, uh, we've talked about this all offseason. Thank you, Mike Woodson, for running your second unit out there for a lot of time and getting these guys time because we've said later in the season you're going to need them and they need to build this confidence early in the season. They need to ease into college basketball. And, you know, you look at it, Renew played 17 minutes. Um, who else are we looking at? Geronimo, 16. Trey Galloway, 15. Tamar Bates, 23. Like, you're getting those guys in the game and they're getting chance to run and, and you know, get their legs under them and play. And later in the season, when you need them because somebody's in foul trouble, these guys are going to be able to point back to those times they got to play, they got run, and got, got experience on the floor. It's huge for, for that to happen. You have, the, you, you, you have these guys on scholarship. Use them. Utilize your bench. And they have enough talent to have a great bench. Well, and boy, and I'll tell you, that was the other thing that just really stuck out to me tonight and that I think is, again, the storyline. And look, you know – Indiana knows it can rely on Trace Jackson Davis. It knows it can rely on Race Thompson. Xavier Johnson is really struggling here early, but he's got a proven track record. You know, I'm, just, I'm not as concerned about those guys here early in the season. But the other big thing is, you know, the, the play of this bench and the depth and the athleticism. You know, you're trying to prepare for Indiana, you know, and, I mean, you look at it right now. I mean, they're going nine deep with functional athleticism that can score and do different things, you know, and clearly Mike Woodson is keeping, you know, one of the two starting guards with that second unit, you know, we're not seeing, we thought we might see Trey and Tamar run it, but we're seeing, you know, either Xavier or Jalen stay there, but now you've got, you know, Malik who can actually score and do things Tamar, who I'm going to talk about in, you know, in the meaningful moment who has shown an expanded game, Trey Galloway is just doing all his Trey Galloway things out there. He makes an impact every time he's out there, whether he scores or not. And Jordan Geronimo looked really comfortable tonight doing Jordan Geronimo things, which is exactly what he needs to do. But he also had a couple of nice drives. Yeah, defended. I thought he did in the exhibitions. Agree. I thought he defended the perimeter better, you know, and and that's what you want. And so if you're preparing to play Indiana, you know, last year you knew if you got to the bench, you know, yeah, you were going to the defense. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the defense might ratchet up, you know, with Trey and with Rob and with Michael Durr at times. But you just had no scoring, you know, and Tamar really struggling as a freshman. Now you have a bench where there's not that much of a drop off. You know, again, we have to see it against better competition, but you just look at it and the athleticism and the confidence and what these guys can do on a basketball court. They're all dudes that can play both ends. 
you know, and so that part of it is is really exciting. And so you you know you take you know the little struggles that Indiana is having here or there, but you just watch this group and you see the potential for what they can be in February and March. You know, because this yeah. was, I mean, honestly, well, like I don't I don't think they played great tonight. They were flat early no. on. They're still not really finding shots. Yes, they were great in stretches. They're still not really finding, you know, shots in the half court. The defense ebbed and flowed a little bit. The rebounding ebbed and flowed a little bit. And then one by 35 against a, you know, a, a team that was picked to win its conference. Yeah. So, well, you know, they just, they can do a lot of things. And when they round out some of the rougher edges, boy, they've got potential to be a really good team. Well, and here's the other thing is that guys like Huchifino and Malik and, Tamar Bates should theoretically get better as the year goes along. I mean, Tamar will be playing much more than he did last year. The second half of the season just felt like a real struggle for him because he sort of lost his legs in December and sort of lost his spot. It felt like, you know, he was, he was getting run, but not as much as you would expect for a guy with his pedigree coming out of coming out of high school, they're going to get better. It's almost like a refreshman season for Tamar. And, and so he, Malik, Jalen Huchifino, all going to get better as this season goes along. Trey Galloway, if you know, we saw him sort of get better as the season went on last year. Jordan Aronimo, same thing. They were huge down the stretch last year. Those guys will continue to contribute and get better and better the more they play. And so again, tonight, you know, last year in games like this, we'd see Trace Jackson Davis play 28, 29, 30 minutes. And, and, and tonight, 23. Uh, Race Thompson, 17. You got those guys in, you got them run, and that will pay off for you in the long run. And you're saving your starters' legs for later in the year. Yeah, no, I, I love everything about that. Let's talk X real quick. Um, he, you know, he just he doesn't look like himself to me. There's not the same uh, energy there on either end. He really seems to be kind of overthinking it a little bit offensively. You know, there was one play in particular where. You know, Malik Renault, you know, found him at the top of the key for a wide open three. Dang it, Renew, yes. <laughs> you got me back. That's <laughs> uh, um, fair. If, if, you know, he finds him at the top of the key, it, a three pointer that he would have taken last year. And he passed it up, dribbled in, and airmailed, you know, an, an oop opportunity to Trace, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and he just, he looks like a guy, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I think we saw X last year. This is a guy that goes a hundred miles an hour and is always playing hard. He looks like a guy that is really thinking through stuff to me. Um, and, and not, not playing with the same, just kind of energy. And you don't want him to have the reckless abandon, but you do like that energy that he brings and you were just not quite seeing it yet. So what do you think this is? You think this is a guy who's just you know, a veteran who's struggling early in the season against some lesser competition, a guy who's trying to figure out his role with Jalen on the court now. What do you think it is? I think it's a little bit of everything, but the first thing I will say, everything we say tonight is uh, it was the first game. Yeah. So I'm not going to take too many, uh, 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 you know, conclusions away from this game or the two exhibitions, you know, I mean. Especially for the veterans because they have a track record. Yes. Yes. And and the veterans also, you saw them a little flat to start. It's hard to get up. You know, they're probably looking ahead to some of the games that are coming up and, and, you know, knowing uh, I I will give the crowd. I thought it was a good crowd tonight. So there was energy in the building, Uh, but it just felt like uh, maybe to start, they were a little flat. X got two fouls quickly. One thing we saw with him last year is when he talks to the officials a lot, it it affects his game. And we saw that a lot last year. And he had that foul on the three pointer. He thought the guy kicked his leg out. He is right. The guy did kick his leg out, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to bury that and just move on. And you saw him talking to the official about it over and over and over. He gets pulled out of the game. He's upset. He's on the bench. Woodson also agreed with him and talked to the official. 
in the second half, Jalen Trevino was shooting free throws at one point, and X, and this was 35 minutes of real time before, X walks up to the official and starts talking to him and showing the leg kick out. It's like, it's over, man. Just stop. Like, focus on the game. And, and it just feels like he can get distracted and derailed. And we saw that happen early in the season last year. And as the year went along, he became a much better leader and was not doing stuff like that. Yeah. We also saw him kind of be up and down early. Great game, bad game. Great game, bad game. Great game. So maybe we're just starting the season off the same way. Again, hard to draw big conclusions from game one. But I will say, yeah, it looks a little like the beginning of last year where he's just off. And I think you're right. There's, it's a little bit of everything. He's just maybe doesn't have the spring in his step yet. Uh, Jalen Huchifino, you know, is, is handling the ball more. Maybe that's uncomfortable for him. They got to work out, you know, how to play off the ball, how to play on the ball. It's probably uncomfortable for both of them because it's a situation they're probably not used to for both of them to not have the ball in their hands when they are playing off it. So I think there's a little bit of everything going on there. Uh, let's see what happens in game two. And, and, and if it, oh, yeah. again, it looks like this, then you can kind of start to see a red flag there. I think he's going to come back down to earth and level out, but yeah, it wasn't a great showing tonight in, in 20 minutes. He didn't look great. Um, especially for a guy with so many expectations. I mean, you're, you're talking to a guy who had hype to be on an all big 10 team coming into the year. So got to see more again. It's the first game. It's not going to change the season. Uh, I, I think, you know, race Thompson didn't look great in sections tonight. We know his track record. We know he's going to be fine. I, I have complete confidence in him, but let's see what happens next. Yeah. And to be clear, you know, I know it's a talking point, so I wanted to address it. And I think it is noticeable that he's struggling, but same with you. I'm not concerned about it. No. And any of these guys that have four and five no year track record, not concerned in, in the slightest um, with any of that, but it is, you know, it is notable. Um, and, and, I, I think one thing that I have liked about him, I thought in the first exhibition game, he was really forcing a lot of shots and forcing a lot of, you know, kind of mid-range shots. He's not doing that. I mean, you know, he's almost like, you know, not shooting too much now. You know, like he passed up that three-pointer. Yeah. But I think he's really focusing on getting the ball into the lane um, well, and, and putting pressure on the paint. And that is good. And some of those exhibitions, he did take some of those shots. And you feel like maybe this is the rebound from that like he yeah. got some crap in film about it and now he's 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 pulling back maybe a little too much and he needs to find that balance one thing i'll also say is he was most successful late in the year when they ran pick and roll with him and yep. trace jackson davis they didn't run any of that tonight and maybe it's not to show it on film for the bigger games or what whatever it's gotta be yeah but they did not i mean it was mostly a straight post-up offense to trace jackson davis when he was in there and there was some movement there wasn't a ton of movement tonight they weren't resetting screen for shooters. We saw that last year. We know Mike Woodson likes a standing shooter, whatever. But you didn't see much of what they used late in the season tonight. And again, maybe to try and hide some of that for those bigger games and not let them see what coverage the coverages they should run. You saw it a couple times, but that was not the base offense they ran late in the season last year. Yep. Okay, coming up here as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's 35-point victory over Moorhead State, we will point out tonight's meaningful moments you might have missed, and then we will go inside the numbers to highlight the most important statistical notes from the game. You are listening to The Assembly Call. Stick with us. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi. This is A.J. Moye. What's the only thing better than upsetting Duke in the Sweet 16? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach for the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, AJ. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU Postgame Show. I'm Jared Morris here with Ryan Phillips. We are breaking down Indiana's season-opening victory over Moorhead State. Uh, and it's the beginning of segment two, so you know what time it is. Meaningful moments that you might have missed. That's right. It is time for tonight's Meaningful Moment You Might Have Missed, brought to you by our friends at Hoosier Ticket Project, where they help individuals and families experience IU athletic events in person for the first time through the generosity of alumni and fans to learn more about how you can donate money or extra tickets to help create meaningful moments for other IU fans. Visit HoosierTicketProject.org. That's HoosierTicketProject.org. Um, Ryan, for the meaningful moment tonight, I want to talk about Tamar Bates um, because I saw a lot in the first half from him uh, that I liked um, bo- on, on both ends of the court. Um, and I thought he had a great stretch, one of the best stretches uh, that we've seen from him uh, in, in the first half, you know, when it was kind of neck and neck. I think Indiana was up 17-16. You know, in the bench, I thought, once again, really brought a lot of energy, kind of turned the game with defense. Uh, and I thought Tamar was a big part of it. It actually started with an offensive play. He had a great backdoor cut, uh, and Malik Renew found him uh, for a bucket. And then, you know, Tamar did a great job in help D on the next possession to cut off a drive. He forced to travel. Uh, and then actually the next possession after that, he banked in a three, which put Indiana up 21, seven, 17. We'll give him credit for the bank. He made it. That's all that matters. Uh, but then the next defensive possession, he fought through a ball screen to contest a shot. And it's some of those little things defensively for him that you would see him miss last year. You know, whether it's recognizing it just a half second too late and the guy beating him into the lane or not seeing the screen and getting screened off, you know, playing on the perimeter a little bit too much with his hands. And we saw him get called for a hand check in the second half. But I thought overall defensively in terms of just being in the right spot, consistent effort, consistent awareness, we saw the kind of defense from him tonight that's going to get him on the court because that was a big question for him. Uh, and in addition to some of the defensive stuff, we saw the three-level scoring that we've wanted to see from him. I talked about the backdoor cut. I talked about the three-pointer. He also dribbled right into an 18-foot jumper in the second half and drained it. You know, and again, I'm not someone who's big on the long twos, uh, but you know, Jalen Hood- is a great shot. I mean, it's a great shot for Jalen Hood Shafino, and I think tomorrow is a guy that we thought would have a mid-range game. And so if he can prove he can make that shot, awesome. But tonight is what you want to see from tomorrow, which was solid, 
uh, and disruptive perimeter defense, which a guy with his length and athleticism should be able to do, and then scoring at all three levels. You know, this was the kind of performance off the bench uh, that that we know he's capable of. And so it was nice to see him put it out there in game one of the season. Well, Jared, I have a note here that was a meaningful development, not a meaningful moment. And my meaningful Ooh. development was tomorrow. It was it was the his energy, enthusiasm, demeanor. Everything was great tonight from him. I love that. I mean, you look at a guy who comes in as touted as he was, he probably expected to be starting by now. Let's be honest. Probably expected to have a starting role. He came in not pouting. He played his butt off. He played hard. You know, there were little errors here and there, whatever. You know, missed two threes. One of them I thought he rushed. You know, maybe it wasn't a great shot. The other was that he missed was fine. Um but he just played hard and he played with a great attitude. He was pumping up his teammates. He was, you know, he has that charisma to be a leader like that. And to be a guy who gets the crowd into games, gets his teammates into games, all of that. And I thought he looked great. And I, I you know, he'll, those shots will come. He's got to straighten out his feet a little bit. I think he over, he, he, his stance is still a little too far to the right. Um, and he leads a little with his, with his left foot on the threes, but he's quick. He finishes at the rim. You're right. He can pull up in transition. He did that last year. We saw, or pull up uh, in the mid range. We saw that last year. Uh, he's a guy who's going to be very important for Indiana. He needs to be points off the bench. He and Malik, probably the top two scoring options, in my opinion, on that second unit. And he's going to need to be able to do that this year. He looked great tonight. I really liked it. Four or six. Yeah. He was he was efficient. Nine points. Played a lot. Played 23 minutes and had a couple steals, some assists. I mean, he was, he just looked at home and uh, that's great to see because again, I think he's a guy with consistent playing time. He stays healthy. He's going to build on this and get better and better as the year goes on. He's also talking a lot. He communicates a lot on the court a now, lot. more more than last year. You constantly Not see talking him. the way the student section was talking tonight, talking <laughs> with his teammates. Right. right. Uh, and speaking of talking, I mean, as if we haven't talked about Jalen Hutchifino and Malik Renu enough, but there's just other moments from those guys that, uh, that stick out. Um, but he had one uh, in the first half, you know, so they've got that that big guy gross, you know, who obviously scored a lot at his level. Uh, and, you know, he's got post moves, you know, he's like a little Drew Timmy out there, you know, gotten all these moves and footwork and all this stuff. And I thought Malik, you know, now he, he did have four fouls. And so they were able to get him off balance at times. Fresh but I thought, it, it, you know, in the first half, he did such a good job of just defending gross straight up, not biting on all of his fakes, forcing a turnover. Uh, and what I really liked about it is it came on the same possession. Do you remember that kind of BS foul call where I think they thought Malik like grabbed his Jersey, but really yes. the, the pass was just terrible. And so yeah. he comes back and you might expect a freshman to get frustrated, but he comes right back. Isn't over aggressive trying to go for a block and it's just rock solid. And I saw Mike Schumann, um, from the daily Hoosier tweeted, he ran down the floor yelling, that's not happening. Uh, which is great. You know, a little trash talk from Malik, but man, I'll tell you the other play that really stood out for me. Um, and this came during that stretch where Indiana went on the 13-0 run to push it from 21-21 to 34-21, which, again, was keyed by two really nice drives by Jordan Geronimo. And then Malik and Jalen took over, and they had that little pick-and-roll action uh, that they probably ran a ton at Montverde. And Jalen, again, he is so patient and just, you know, gives Malik the time to get open as the role man and just does that nice little wraparound bounce pass for the wide open layup. I mean, you just it's you don't see freshmen not get sped up on a play like that. And you could just you could see the communication between those two guys on that play. 
Hood Shafino is just so supremely under control at all times. He'll be in a dead sprint and completely under control of what's going on. And, and look, I, I want to make this point about the freshman. I was going to make it at some point during the show, but we're talking about it right now. They're going to have freshman games. Jalen Hood Shafino is going to have a game where he turns the ball over five times, misses all his shots, takes too many, gets carried away, and whatever. That's going to happen. Malik Renault is going to have a game where he fouls like crazy, you know, isn't able to, he's going to face somebody he can't body in the post in a struggle. That's going to happen. So I just want to remind people not to panic when one of those games comes up. They are great, but they're still freshmen. Guys who get drafted number one overall have multiple freshman games during the season where they screw up like that. So, you know, enjoy what you're seeing from them because it shows how advanced they are. They're going to have tough games, but that's why you have other guys on the team to make up for it when they do. You're not relying on them to be the number one option, the number two option on the team. And that's what's great about the depth of this team is you will allow those guys to have freshman games, but Trace Jackson Davis will step up. Race Thompson will step up. Hopefully Xavier Johnson steps up. You've got that depth to cover when they do have those freshman games. In the past, it feels like the past decade when Indiana has had touted freshmen, they have to be on every single game or things go to pot. And that's not the case this year. It'll be great if they are and they'll win those big games. In those big games, they probably have to be on. But midseason Big Ten, they have a they have a clunker. You've got the depth to, to deal with it. And so I think that's what's so exciting about this team is you're, you have these freshmen who are incredibly talented, but you're not solely relying on them to win games. Yeah, and the last moment I want to point out was just to give Trace Jackson Davis credit for what he did at the end of the first half, which was basically just kind of put the team on his back and assert his dominance there for a three, four-minute stretch. Uh, you know, I didn't think Indiana rebounded very well in the first half, and he kind of just cleaned up the glass on his own for that three, four-minute stretch, uh, you know, scored in a few different ways. Again, you're not going to take very much from an All-American in a game like this, but it was nice to see him, uh, you know, just get that kind of just quick run of dominance, which I'm sure allows him to kind of walk away from the game feeling satisfied uh, and, you know, just reminds everybody what he can do out there. Uh, and it was it was a nice yeah, little stretch, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And well, and it just it made sure that Moorhead didn't get any closer than they should have. You know, and we should point out, you know, Moorhead State's guard, um, Mark Freeman, Freeman, 14 points was five of seven, you know, in 14 minutes. Indiana really had no answer for him and he got hurt and left the game. And so that did have an impact, you know, on the score because they weren't doing a great job of, of you know, closing him out. Um, but but I like what I saw from Trace at the end of that first half, just making sure that Indiana, you know, went in the locker room with some momentum. Yeah, I mean, 15 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, no turnovers. I mean, that's what you want from your All-American. He was, he was plus five on the night. Not that that's indicative of anything because he was in in that sort of, you know, the first sec- segment of the game was at eight, ten minutes. They were about even. And Look, that happens, especially first game of the season. You come out, maybe a little too much adrenaline in warm-ups. You burn yourself out a little. You get in the game, you're a little flat. You've seen plenty of ranked teams lose their first game to, to mid-major opponents over the last five to seven years because there's so much parity in college basketball. So that didn't really alarm me. I, I, I liked that they finished the first half strong and then were able to carry it. But I will say that when Trace got in there in the second half, it showed you that he's the he was the best player on the floor not even close, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the guy who can absolutely take over a game and dominate it. So, uh, yeah, pretty much a flawless performance from him. I think he'd like to do better than six of 11, but other than that, no real complaints. He missed his first two free throws. And then after that was three of three. So, uh, a really nice night from him. And you're right. This is what you want in a game like this. You want him to play 20 to 25 minutes, dominate while he's out there, 
put the game away and get on that bench and rest. Let's talk numbers or inside the numbers segment, and we'll start with the good ones. Um, and I think the the good number to me is obvious. Indiana forced 21 turnovers. And, you know, this isn't a defense that forced a ton of turnovers last year. I hope that they ratchet that up a little bit because of what they can do in transition. You know, I, I think the quickest path to improved offensive efficiency for this team, obviously shooting and making more threes is one, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but the quickest path for this team, based on what they currently want to do, is getting out in transition because they've got guys who can finish and they have guys who can make good decisions with the ball. And so they, you know, forced 21 turnovers, ended up scoring 29 points off of those turnovers, 16 fast break points. We're now seeing that become a habit. And that we always talk about in these early season games, what habits are you developing? That is a good habit, which is getting the ball. And you're seeing it on rebounds too. They are looking to run. I mean, Jalen Hutchifino had also, one of the better – he had one of the better outlet passes I've seen, you know, and Trace just happened to miss the layup. And they had a few that went awry, but I don't mind because they're getting in the habit of pushing and pushing and pushing and putting pressure on the gonna, opposition, turn the ball over and I love pass. it. But they've got the guys to convert those, yeah. and we haven't in the past. Either we haven't had guards – you know, like, we just – we haven't had a lot of guards with the vision and the just kind of confidence to push it constantly – um, and now we have multiple guys who can finish and a guy in Miller cop who's getting really good at making that trailer three. So there's a team that's going to be able to score a lot in transition. That to me was yeah. the biggest development tonight, forcing turnovers and immediately turning them the other way. On that note, it's clear the big guys have the green light to bring the ball up on yes. a, a rebound like that. If they, if they, if they feel like there's a chance to push trace Jackson Davis brought the ball up race Thompson brought it Malik Renault brought it up. Like they have the green light to go. If they feel like there's an opportunity to score in transition, they need to take advantage of that. If they're, you know, pitch it up to a guard if you have to, or take it yourself. But somebody needs to to, to be able to initiate that break because you're right. They're athletic, they're fast, and they got guys who can finish. That should absolutely be a focus moving forward. You're right. Efficiency ratchets up when you can do that. The other numbers we should talk about are the shooting numbers. You know, free throws, Indiana goes 12 of 21. That's not great. They started one of seven, though, and I am actually kind of impressed that they kind of rebounded and kind of got that back and, you know, made more down the stretch. It was nice to see that, but obviously eight of 11 percent. Yeah. If it is not going to get it done, but it's one game. I'm not, I'm not going to worry about that. I do want to get your thoughts on the three point shooting though. People are probably getting sick of me talking about Indiana's, you know, three point field goal, uh, uh, attempt percentage, but it keeps getting worse. It keeps getting less. You know, Indiana took 31% of their shots from three last year. Today, Indiana takes 11 threes. They make four of them, 36.4%. Again, the percentage is fine. Like, efficiency-wise, Indiana is shooting pretty well so far in the games, these three games that we've seen. But 59 total shots and only 11 threes, again, you had a massive advantage in the post. And I know you want to take advantage of that. But what habits are you getting into? Yeah. Because you're not always going to have that advantage, and you need to build confidence in your ability to win games from outside. That's my concern with not taking the threes, is if you just get into this habit of we're always pounding it inside, when you need to make outside shots, are you doing something you've done before, or is this going to be foreign to you? So again, I, I don't want to you know be alarmist about it, but this is now three straight outings where they've been under 30% of their attempts from three-point range. And it doesn't matter against the competition that you're facing. I just worry about the habit that you're developing for when you need it later. Yeah, they need to run plays for Cop in the half court. We belabored 100%. that last year. He stands still on the offense because Mike Woodson has said he likes standing shooters. 
I do not, quite frankly. I like to see shooters coming off screens. You want to you run some plays where he's a standing shooter in the corner to spread the floor? Fine. But if you want to make threes, you've got to run plays to get your three-point shooters open. you got to cut them, cut them off screen, run them underneath. You know, and, and we talked about it last year, especially when the offense gets stagnant. You need to do that because not only does it possibly get the three-point shooter open, it gets the screener open if they overplay the three-point shooter. So it opens things up in the offense. I just think they need to do that more. And, and by more, I mean at all, like quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I also think that quite frankly, given the like lack of shooting on this team, CJ Gunn's going to need a role, going to have to have a role. I, I really think so. And, and I think that you're going to have to run plays for guys like him, guys like Miller Cop. Tamar Bates has to be better from three uh, this year. And you got to run plays for him to get, to get threes off. And, you know, if Xavier Johnson isn't hitting any threes, you're going to absolutely drop uh, 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 in, your, in your amount of attempts from three because there's nobody else that feels like they have a green light at any time. Uh, it feels like they have to be wide open to take it. So I do think that that is, that is something to watch as we watch these next few games and, and, and see what they're doing in these, in these, exhibi- in these uh, early season games. They've got to start taking some threes and making them and, and with confidence. I know the first goal is to win the game. You have the post advantage. You take it. But quite frankly, they really have to make threes. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news from Bloomington. We have our special correspondent who was there at Assembly Hall. It is the coach, Brian Tonsoni. Coach, what are your thoughts on uh, Indiana's season opening win? Uh, can you hear me okay? I'm out in the, out in the middle of the court. Um, Sounds pretty good. Good. I, I just want to stop and say that I thought Indiana played really well tonight. Uh, obviously, you can nitpick some things and, and, and players. I thought Moorhead hit some incredible shots uh, early, well-defended, falling out of bounds. That kept the game close at halftime. Uh, missed layups and free throws, but man, what a dominant defensive performance in the second half uh, that you can really tell Coach Woodson, even in his comments, uh, and, and I think Ray said something too about they focused at halftime about really this locking down and guarding the three-point line, and I thought they, they did that. I mean, this is um, an opponent that Indiana should beat and should beat handily, but I thought they dominated in the second half and uh, some real solid individual uh, performances. So, what a good way to start uh, the season. The atmosphere was great. The student section was was getting all over uh, that, that number 24. Uh, and it, it was just, um, it's always good to be here uh, and, and see the Hoosiers win. What individuals really stood out to you in person? Well, it, it's it's just, uh, we can talk incessantly about the freshmen. Um, but, I, but I really want to focus on, I thought Geronimo did what Geronimo should do, is come in and, and, and just bring a lot of energy. And I thought Tamar played good basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, he really moved well without the ball. He wasn't forcing shots. Um, I, I just thought he played, he, he's got a long way to go for me defensively yet, um, to be honest. But he looked like he belonged and he looked like he was comfortable. So, you know, obviously, Renew was just unbelievable um, tonight, and, and Hood Shafino needs to have the ball in his hands a ton. So, but but those guys, um, those guys were for me. Uh, I think were the two that I really was impressed with. That's not some of the guys with the stats. What do you think from X? What do you think about X being there in person? Um, I thought X was okay. He just plays too fast uh, right now. He's trying too hard. Uh, he wants it too much, and he's allowing it to affect his game. Uh, and and Coach Woodson was a little disturbed in the post game about his foul trouble and having to play Hood Shafino uh, so many minutes in the first half. And 
So it, it's one of those um, bad things that's good. Um, X is trying to win basketball games, and he's just doing it uh, way too fast and way too out of control for the most part. Um, but the one thing that's consistent with X is his effort. So that 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 play is going to get straightened out. Uh, I, I have no concerns that X will be back to where uh, close to where he was at the end of next year. Or last okay, so you, so you thought in person the energy and and the effort and stuff all looked good because I I didn't I thought it was I don't know a quarter step slower than what we've typically seen from him. Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was fine. I, I think okay. he lets stuff bother him. The the kick out foul was a bad call. Um, and that stayed in his head a little too long. So you probably saw some of that maybe. Um, and, and I, the whole team had great energy tonight. Uh, some things didn't go their way or they closed out bad or they gave up a rebound. Uh, it wasn't because of effort. It was maybe positioning or right. overhelping. I thought Indiana overhelped a lot. But I did not sense that here in person um, that, that X was a step slow. I just thought he got out of it because of foul trouble and, and that official. And that's something that he's battled his whole career. And, and the coaches will, will talk to him uh, about it, and, and then he's just got to get it fixed. Okay. No, that's that's good to know. Um, we're wrapping up segment two here. Do you have any meaningful moments that you want to point out that uh, that really stood out to you? We talked about Tamar's defense and his three-level scoring um, and the, uh, the, the great pick and roll between Jalen and Malik. Uh, so we've covered those. Anything else? You know, I, I wasn't prepared for that, but I'll give you something, too, like this – Two, two things, um, the, the energy on the bench from bench players and starters when they're out. Like, I think this team is connected. I know it's early and there's no adversity yet, but, man, they really want each other to do well. Uh, you, you saw Race and TJD didn't get a lot of minutes tonight, and it, it wasn't an ego thing with them. Uh, they understood what was going on. And there's a true joy, it, it, it seems like, when you're watching the bench from where I'm at and the camera might not be on it all the time, it's just uh, it's something that good teams, that great teams really have. And the other thing is, I'm so impressed. I love getting down here early and watching warm-ups. Like, these guys don't mess around. They're out here doing work. Uh, they start out with shooting a lot of threes, and, and there's just tons of basketballs and managers out here, and the facial expression is, is just very, very serious in their, in their approach to the game. And then when they come out for that next wave, and, and you got Hunter with the bigs and Coach Ya with the, the wings uh, – I just am really impressed with with that. I'm a big how you warm up is how you play guy, and I thought maybe sometimes in the past uh, the teams kind of joked around a little too much or didn't take it as serious. Some coaches differ in that. They want their kids relaxed, and if the music's there, they can dance and do those things. But, man, this team looks focused, and, 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 and that can only mean the errors they made tonight are going to get fixed tomorrow in practice or the next day in practice if they're that focused. Um, that and, you know, Coach Yaw had me all fired up I'm fortunate not to get a speeding <laughs> ticket driving down here today <laughs> for the interview. Those are two things that, that I think you see when you get down here that you don't see when, when the TV turns on at 7. But I, I'm really impressed with those two things that aren't, aren't basketball on the floor thing. Nice. All right, we're getting ready to break for segment three. You want to hang around and give out game balls, or you got some place to be? Uh, I got a two-hour drive, I, and I already skipped school today to interview <laughs> For an hour so i might need to make sure i'm up and at school tomorrow so i'm gonna sign off okay. a good first here for the hoosiers and uh we look forward to a little bit more of that on thursday so you guys will handle the game balls uh have a good night go hoosiers 
Cool. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Yeah, Coach was mentioning there, had a chance to talk with Coach Yaw this morning. We did an interview for our private community members, a uh, special edition of Coach's Corner. So Coach Tonsoni, Coach Ajani got a chance to kind of nerd out on basketball and coaching philosophy, recruiting philosophy with Coach Yaw. It was great. So if you're in the community, you have access to that. If you want to get in the community, it's assemblycall.com slash community. We are uh, kind of up in the ante this year. We're doing a lot, a lot of fun stuff in there in the community. So we hope you'll join us in there. Ryan, any final thoughts here in segment two before we bounce over to segment three? Oh, this looks good at Assembly Hall, man. He does. He does. <laughs> I don't know if it's the light coming off the dome or what, but he looks good. He looks good. He does. He looks at home. He's, he looks feels at like home. that's where he's meant to be. It's good. Um, all right. Coming up on the Assembly Call, we're going to hand out our game balls and the Hoosier Hustle Award. We will discuss a lingering question or two and then look ahead to Indiana's upcoming opponent. That is next here on the Assembly Call. Stick with us. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is Deron Davis. And what's the only thing better than dominating a dude big man in the post? It's celebrated with friends afterwards. Join Gerard, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the Assembly Hall call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Duran. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU postgame show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And make sure that you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 9,000, almost 10,000 now, of your fellow IU fans have subscribed Join for free at join.assemblycall.com. That is join.assemblycall.com. And our final segment tonight is being brought to you by our new sponsor, True Blood Real Estate. Jim True Blood is the founder and owner of True Blood Real Estate, and he has been helping people in Indiana buy and sell properties since 2006. And Jim and I actually go back further than that. He and I were friends uh, in middle school back when I lived in Lafayette. For those few years, uh, and in fact, the first ever NCAA tournament games I went to were with Jim and his family. And here we are three decades later, and things have come full circle with True Blood Real Estate, now the exclusive and official real estate partner of IU Athletics with a team of talented agents to serve you in Bloomington and throughout Indiana. If you are looking to buy or sell 
real estate in Indiana, you need to experience the True Blood Advantage. Go to TrueBloodRE.com to learn more. That's TrueBloodRE.com and tell them the assembly call sent you. Okay, Ryan, uh, it is time now for game balls. So who gets your game ball for this Indiana season opening victory? I'm going with Malik Renew. Uh, I like wow. what he had. I thought when he was on the floor, he was the guy and uh, the best player uh, when he was on the floor and, and showed a lot. Uh, you could go with Tracy Jackson Davis. I think that he was dominant, but Malik in 17 minutes had 15 points, five rebounds and assists, uh, two blocks and a steal. And again, he was on, he was also on the floor when they stretched the lead in the first half and took that big, you know, advantage and really never looked back from there. So uh, I got Malik Renew. He was on the floor for that stretch, but you know who else was also on the floor for that stretch and was on the floor for the stretch at the start of the second half when Indiana really put the game away was Jalen hood Uh And I'm giving him my game ball for his first performance uh, as a Hoosier. Um, you know, led the team in assists, only had the seven points, you know, and I think you'd like to see him be able to get more assertive uh, as a scorer. But I thought in some of those key moments, his vision and his calmness with the basketball uh, was really, really important uh, for Indiana. And I think, look, you you watch these two freshmen, they just seem different. You know, they're just different than normal freshmen. Um, and, you know, I really like what, uh, what Jalen brought to the game. And that means, Ryan, that we have to go to the chat mob to break this tie. I don't think it's going to be much of a tie. I think most people are going with Malik. Uh, Seems that way. Yeah, I'm looking people, right and look, now. it's very defensible. I mean, Malik had 15 points, five boards. He was terrific. Two blocks of steel. I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, I just thought Jalen had his hands all over every big run that Indiana had. Um, so I, I like both those guys. But we will let uh, we'll let Malik be the official game ball winner uh, for this one. So the first game ball of the season goes to Malik Renew. I have a suggestion. Why Ooh, don't okay. this year we we count every game ball that's given? So. Malik would get one. Jalen Huchifino would get one. If there were three people, somebody else could get one. And we count the total. We don't just give away one. Oh, interesting. Okay. So somebody could get three game balls for one game. If it's just like a truly dominant performance. Well, it's like you say Trace, I say Trace, Coach says Trace. He just gets three. So we count them up, and at the end of the year, whoever has the most is our, you know, the most game balls. As our winner of the prestigious Assembly Call Game Ball Award. There you go. Okay. All right. I like that. Well, so there we go. Now that the, since there's only two people on, but does the what about I, the chat mob vote? I would say I think, since there's only two people on, the chat mob makes up the third, and it looks like Malik. I don't know, man. Kathy says one game ball per game. She doesn't like that idea. Karen doesn't like that idea. Lisa doesn't like it. And as we know, the women of this audience are our smartest listeners, Let's and so we should really listen to them. Let's workshop it. Okay, we'll workshop it. We'll think about it. We'll Ryan wants it. to give trophies to everyone. <laughs> I was going to say, mark down what the answers were this time. We'll keep track of it, but we can stick with the one for now and maybe, you know. No, this is it. great. Ryan, Oprah Phillips, you get a game ball. You get a game ball. <laughs> See, we got it's Wes likes players. the idea. It's Kenneth likes the, the idea. Nick likes the idea. All right. So we've we've got some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, we will, no, we will take this the whole roster folks. We're giving it to two players tonight. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to, we're going to take this under advisement, uh, and see, but I don't know. seems like our most sensible listeners didn't like this idea. So I think, I, I, <laughs> well, it depends on sensible. I mean, that that's in the eye of the beholder. Let's be real. <laughs>
Um, okay. And uh, so we did the game ball. So now it's time for the Hoosier Hustle Award. Hi, this is Anthony Leal, reminding you to check out our friends at Evansville Security Services. Based in the hometown of IU legend Calvert Cheney, Evansville Security Services has been providing off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals since 2001. In other words, they're in the business of prevention and peace of mind. And remember, prevention cannot be measured. To learn more about how Evansville Security Services can help you preserve your peace of mind by preventing bad outcomes, visit EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. All right. <laughs> the comment of the night from Brian, from, from Brian Tui. Now the bonus game award that was made for those overlooked for game balls that everyone gets now. <laughs> hey, you know what? They're just, they're, they're keeping us accountable, keeping us honest here, Ryan. They make some good points. Because <laughs> then Malik gets it. Yeah, like Malik. So, uh, who gets your Hoosier Hustle Award tonight? Uh, Jordan Geronimo. I, I thought uh, I really liked. I thought the first half he was a little kind of getting into the game, but I really think he finished well. Uh, five of seven from the field. I just thought his energy and hustle. It's not. It doesn't even show up in the stats with rebounds or blocks. You know, nothing really stands out big time. But just his energy on the floor, I thought was so great, especially in the second half. And I really liked the way he was moving out there. He looked very confident. I think it, again, I think it took him a little time to get into the game, and once he was, uh, I thought he really made it his his game for a little bit there, and and was a beast. Uh, you know, on the dunks and the the he had a really nice drive where he finished it through contact and. I really liked what I saw from him, and and I thought that his energy really carried the team for a little bit there. Yeah, Jordan's a great choice. I would not argue with that, uh, but I'm giving it to Trey Galloway, who I thought, you know, once again really turned the game in the first half with his energy. Uh, he had that offensive rebound that he just absolutely skied for in the first half. Uh, he, you know, I, what I love about Trey Galloway is especially in transition, he's always sprinting, and he sprinted back in transition defense, kind of poked the ball away, forced a turnover. Um, and look, I think you're going to see a lot of this. Indiana is going to be because I, I think I honestly think you could give Tamar um, a hustle award, too. I thought I think you give it to Malik. Yeah. Like, I think all those guys played really hard. And I think that's what makes this a great bench is their athletic guys that play hard. Um, and so I think you can give it to any of those guys. But I thought both Trey and Jordan made game changing plays with their hustle. And that's exactly what you want from those two guys. Um, so once again. We have a split, and so chat mob, we will go to you. I think it's probably going to be Geronimo, and again, I'm not going to argue with it. But so, the Trey's getting some votes, but it appears Geronimo was the overwhelming. Uh, yeah, so make make sure you get your votes in, everybody. Someone tally it up, but it does look like it'll be Jordan. Now, Ryan, should we give one to Jordan and Trey? Should we give? Uh, it's up to you, man. It's up to you. <laughs> just a suggestion. It's early season. We're just you know kind of working out the kinks, like the like the lineup choices. <laughs> Um, all right. It's time for a lingering question. Uh, chat mob, if you have any lingering questions, um, put them in here. I, I mean, I think Ryan, you know, my, my lingering question is, you know, we've got the big game against Xavier coming up next Friday. What do you want to see from Indiana in this game against Bethune Cookman to let you know that Indiana is ready to go on the road and win? Cause look, I, I think, Xavier's a good team, but I think just Indiana's depth of talent 
they're obviously going to have a great shot to win this game. For me, what I would like to see is more effective usage of the outside shot because I think you're going to have to make some of those to win on the road. That's what I would like to see. That, same. Okay. Uh, you got to make shots. You, when you play North Carolina, when you play Kansas, when you play Xavier, you're going to have to make some shots. You're going to have to um, because those teams will. And that will, you know, three points are more than two. Uh, and, and so you're going to need some of those eventually to go your way or they're going to, you know, have an advantage over you with efficiency numbers, especially. And so, um, yes, I think that the shooting is the biggest thing I want to see. I also want to see them consistently make free throws because uh, 12 to 21 is not great. I know they started very slowly in this one, maybe a little lack of focus, maybe again, high, uh, you know, adrenaline and warmups can leave you kind of flat when you start the game, a little flat with your free throws, whatever. They did kind of round into form late first half into the second half. Um, but I, I'll just say, I think that, uh, that the shooting in general from the line and from the three point line, we need to see more of it and we need to see better shooting. And it needs to be an improvement on last year. If this team has, you know, big 10 title aspirations, you're not going to be able to just rely on the paint to win a championship. Uh, okay. Now, Ryan, it is time for your in-depth scouting report of Bethune Cookman. Andy's not here. So obviously that role goes to you. Uh, so I will turn the floor over to you. What are they, really what are they good at? What do they struggle at? Really fun name. Uh, that's that's all I got. It's really all I got. Let's be real, guys. The game on Thursday is more about Indiana than it is about its opponent. And so you want to see, make some shots, clean up some of the mistakes. They only had 10 turnovers tonight, but a couple of those could have been, you know, reeled back in. Um, so I don't want to see Xavier Johnson. I think that's the big thing. They could have. I like, like I said, though, I like the aggressiveness. You know, again, a lot of those turnovers were trying to make plays. You know, you're not seeing some of the just dumb half-court turnovers that we've seen. You know, I think one was a moving screen by Malik, um, you know, and some others. But, man, I, I, I really like the way that this team is pushing the ball. Yeah. Um, for I what it's worth. With, I think there are times you need to pull back a little bit when it's not there. Xavier Johnson, you know, threw some, ball, uh, threw some passes that weren't great idea, whatever. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not a huge concern. It's just one of those things where you kind of – there are some – areas to pull back a little bit, be smarter with it, but not a huge complaint for me. Um, uh, for what it's worth, Bethune Cookman, if you just want some context, they are 310 uh, in Torvik preseason. So they are one of the one of the sub 300 teams. So agree with you. And I think we'd all like to see X just have a better game. You know, have him seem a little bit more like himself. That would be a good sign. Um, other breaking news real quick before we leave. Rhode Island's first game tonight under Archie Miller. They lost to Quinnipiac, 67-62. to So not a great start to the Archie Miller era in Rhode Island. Just thought I would point that out. Going to build um, a program. He's going to have to build a program there. At least he didn't give up like 23 pointers in the, in the first game. So Do we know progress. that he didn't? I don't, we know I don't know. Actually I, actually, I don't know. I didn't see the box score. Let's not speak too quickly here. I'm not quite sure. Um... You're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. Remember to check out our friends at Home Field Apparel. Use the promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, at checkout to get 15% off your first order. Um, I say that. I'm rooting for Archie. I, I want him to do well at Rhode Island. Um, so I, I hope they're successful. But obviously, we remember what happened in his first game here. So hopefully, that is not a harbinger of things to come. Um, and he's able to be successful there. Uh, Ryan, it is last call time. So I will kick it over to you for your final thoughts gonna end uh, the way i started the freshman with a story tonight in my opinion uh jalen was excellent didn't have a, he's gonna be a guy 
who can be the best player on the floor without putting up huge numbers um, or one of the best players on the floor, certainly potentially the most influential. And you saw that tonight, seven points, four assists, two rebounds. He did have two turnovers in the steal, um, but was really good, really steady. And those numbers will go up. Some games he won't have great numbers, but he'll, he'll make an impact. Um, and, and I, again, Malik Renew won my game ball. I thought he was the best player on the floor at times. Uh, and I thought that he really keyed the big run that gave them a big lead. Those guys are going to continue to get better. It's going to be great for Indiana. And it's also providing a chance for those veterans to, to rest a little bit, to save their energy, to get ready for those big games coming up where they're probably going to have to play a lot. And so Really a nice way to start things. There's plenty to clean up, some defensive coverage issues early in the game, some leaving the three-point line unguarded a little bit. There's plenty to clean up, but this was a team that's projected to win its conference, and Indiana never felt really challenged after about 10 minutes. Um, really nice start to the season, and uh, you know this, is, this, this looks like it could be a big year for Indiana. So we're all excited about it. Let's continue to build here. Yeah, I think you saw everything that you that you wanted to see, you know, outside of, you know, more outside shooting. And we still need to see that moving forward. Um, but, you know, you had a dominant performance against a team that you should dominate a potential NCAA tournament team. Um, and, you know, you used your advantage inside and dominated inside. Um, and, you know, a dominant performance with still some stuff to clean up. That's what you want in a game like this. Uh, but I think you see that this roster is different. Uh, this team is deeper. They have more ways to score. Uh, and they still have that same focus on defense and that same ability defensively. Uh, and they're, you know, they're more dynamic off the bench. And we haven't even really seen the starters get going yet. And again, you know, a lot of those guys with big track records. Let's check back after the Xavier game. Uh, and see how they do. But all the young guys and the guys that you were really looking to see, how are they going to develop? Are they going to be able to contribute this year? Uh, You're seeing a lot of that development that you want to see. So all in all, an excellent uh, first night for Indiana, a good effort, stuff to clean up, but I think we will all take it, move on, get another game under our belts on Thursday before the first big game of the season next Friday. All righty, that is going to do it for us. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thank you to Bob Thompson for the music that you hear on the show. And special thanks to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We will be back to talk IU hoops again with you after Thursday night's game. Until then. Take it from me, Freddie Mac Swain Jr. Keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and man, go up and dunk the ball. Go losers. All right, I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Here I come, Mr. Stun Sony. All right. <clears throat> this is our 12th season. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm well aware. Our 12th season. That's crazy. 11, was it 11 years and 12 seasons? Yeah. Yeah, it was no. the beginning of our 12th season. We have to find out when our first meetup was. It was like six years in, something like that? No. Was, I think it was four years in, wasn't it? Four well, years? Wait, what was the – was it the Minnesota game? Wasn't it that Minnesota game where they didn't play very well and then Thomas no. Bryant – it was 2016, wasn't it? Wasn't it the was 2015, 2016 no, season? No, that was uh, – the year that Thomas Bryant had that game was 2017. It wasn't the Big Ten tournament year, championship year. That we was didn't meet up that year? No, no, I'm saying that Thomas Bryant game was the next year. 
It oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, because that was the year they were expected to be really good and weren't. Well, okay. Uh, I we also saw them play against Illinois because I distinctly remember OGN and maybe that was the game because I distinctly yeah. remember seeing OGN and Obi make some jaw dropping plays. And then Yogi maybe that was our yeah. Maybe I think that was our first one was 2016 when we went up for the Illinois game. Might be. But we'll look. We'll look. We'll have to look back. I remember we did. Was it overtime against Ohio State one year? We, the last game we of the met, season. We met afterwards, and everybody was just pissed. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh man! And then we saw we did see the Michigan State win in overtime. Well, that was overtime, right? It was the end of regulation. I don't remember. They beat. That Michigan was the State. end of regulation. Yeah. Okay. Cassius Winston missed a shot. Uh, Ari says that you're wrong. The Thomas Bryant game was 2015-2016 when IU won the Big Ten. That's what was I thought it? too. I thought, and, it then, and then we went to the Illinois well, game the next we, year. That's wrong because OG was hurt. He would not have been playing in that game against Illinois if if it was later in the season. He got hurt early in the. He tore his knee up in his sophomore year. That's a good point. All right, we'll have to look. We'll have to look. We'll look, but I'm pretty sure the Minnesota game was. 2016 17. Okay. Pretty sure. All right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. We will look. But anyway, it's great to be back with all of you for another season of doing this. I think this is going to yeah. be a fun year, man. <laughs> this is a fun team too. to watch. I man, Malik is, those two guys are just like, I know it can sound like fanboying over these young guys, but something different about them. There's something different about them, and it is fun to watch. So. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's something about these freshmen. There really is, and it's it's special, and it's all of them. It's not just the two guys who are playing. Like I think CJ is going to be good. I think Banks is going to be good. I don't think Banks is going to play much this year, and I think they're probably going to have. I mean, if I was in charge, I'd redshirt him um, if he if he wants to, but or you know if he's willing, but. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like they're all talented. They're all very talented. <laughs> all right. It's over. That's it. That's the best comment that's ever been made. Diane Phillips chimes in on Facebook. Ryan is never wrong. Just ask him. That's it. We're done. This has been a twelve I, a twelve year journey to your mom calling you out during the show. And we're here. I'm surprised it's taking this long, <laughs> I'm surprised it's taking this long. Um, I'm looking it up right now. I, I think Ugh. it looks like that Minnesota game. Yeah. I think it was January 16th. I, and I think it was 2016. All right. Then well, OG wasn't playing in that Illinois game though. He couldn't have been right. I saw him. I just remember seeing him. I'm pretty sure it was against Illinois. I don't know. We'll, we'll go. We'll no, look Minnesota, this up. The Minnesota game was uh, January 30th. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, 74, 68. I guess that's it. I think that, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being here, everybody. And uh, I'll talk to you on Thursday night. I won't be here. I think Coach is hosting Thursday night. I am getting ready to go on a dad-daughter camping trip with my daughter. So we will be gone all wow. weekend, unavailable. It fit, you know, it fit nicely. There's no games this weekend, which is nice. But we'll be making our final preparations on Thursday night. So I will not be here. But uh, Coach and <clears throat> you will guide us through the – Bethune Cookman post game show. By the way, that Illinois game we went to, if that's the one we went to, January seventh, twenty seventeen. So he would have OG, still been healthy. OG got injured at Penn State on the eighteenth of January. Okay. So yeah, looks like that, that makes sense. Fun.
Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, we went that early. Yeah, we went early. Yeah, wow. we did go, I, we did go I, early that year. We traditionally go late January or February. That's why I was thinking yes. it wasn't possible. Yeah. Yeah. I sat next to Andy that game. Boy, I remember. I sat I, next to Andy's. <laughs> I know. I'm telling so, you, nothing would shock Assembly Call listeners more than get, we should auction Andy. off sitting next to Andy. Like I, He's all like mild-mannered and quiet on this show. Sit next to him at a game, and he is like cussing out refs and guys, yelling at everybody. Guys, it's jarring. <laughs> guys, if you could see our group chat during football <laughs> games, it would shock you. You would think I was saying what Andy's saying. Like you talk about me being <laughs> negative on this show. Anybody who comes in and says, Oh, you're so negative. Look, read Andy's text to me during football <laughs> games. He's 10,000 times worse than me. 10,000 times worse. Shoot the uh, ball. Oh uh, dear. San Diego chicken. <laughs> Brian's being stupid again. <laughs> Megan says sat with Andy for a football game. It was a hoot. It really is. <laughs> it's, it is entertaining. <laughs> oh, it's entertaining. It's fun. <laughs> it really is. It's I great. remember, I remember for that Michigan state game, I believe it was Michigan state or the Ohio state game. I can't remember. You were sitting with Andy directly to my left. Cause I was in the press seating back in the corner and I can't remember which game it was. It was one of those two games. Must have been, was, I was in the press seating for Ohio state. So it must've been the Michigan, okay, state, Michigan game. state. And I actually at a dead, like there was something and something happened. I literally heard Andy yell at the ref <laughs> from the press area, three <laughs> sections over. It's great. <laughs> uh, it really is great. <clears throat> yeah. Joe Lenardi, by the way, picked Indiana to make it to the final four. The official bracketologist of the assembly call, Joe Lenardi. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Time to go. See you all Thursday.